Hi, welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today we have no question to answer unless you guys are asking, hey, what are y'all up to? Because it's our bi-monthly What Are We Up To podcast. Yes. Which, again, to be fair, was asked for several times until we started doing it bi-monthly. Yeah. No, so. I, 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 I understand that. So I'm not saying that it hasn't been asked before. It's just this isn't a new question. It's just one that it's like, okay, well, now's when we brush you guys up on all the things we've been doing that we haven't talked about in the podcast yet. For the tenth time. Is this the tenth? This is episode ten of what we are up to. My goodness. Sometimes, uh, and, and if it's every other month, good God, that's like almost two years that we've been doing this, hey? Yeah, and do you remember when we used to put it as the first half of a podcast and then we'd answer another question because somehow we were able to talk about all the things we were doing in 15 minutes? Oh, man, that, that, those were the days. Yeah, I guess. I miss talking about the color purple, not the movie, the oh, actual color. I was just about to ask. I have seen the color purple. It's good. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. It is not on my watching list right now. We aren't going to get to that because watching is always the one that is the longest, so we keep that one to the last. But I am going to go first. Yes. And right out of the gate, we're talking about what we're playing. So I am going to talk about the Cellar Dwellers, who are my fantasy football team. I am still on top. I think two months ago when we recorded this, the NFL season was just getting underway, and so I wasn't sure how things were going to go. I was really excited about the fact that I had any wins. I am currently 9-2, and two, and as of our recording this, I am waiting on tonight's Baltimore... Who are they playing tonight? Um, oh, uh... I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it okay. up. Good. Scores. Baltimore... The Spungos? <laughs> Houston, right? It's Baltimore, Houston. So I was close. You were, you were not far off. Um, I've got Baltimore's defense, and the guy I'm playing against has Baltimore's kicker, and we are literally—he uh, is beating me by one point eight points. Ooh. Oh, sorry, one point oh eight points. Like it is neck and neck. So. I'm really banking on a major... I, I have both Baltimore's defense and Jacksonville's defense because they've both been really good, and I I wasn't sure who to play, so I went with Baltimore, and I'm hoping that they just have a major routing of Deshaun Kaiser and the rest of the the Houston Texans. Okay, so I'll, I'll just jump in right now. Deshaun Kaiser's the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. God damn it. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson? Watson who is now injured, does not start for Houston because he's been out for, ooh, three weeks, which is why Houston hasn't been doing as well. See, and that's why I decided to play Baltimore defense against Houston as opposed to Jacksonville's defense against, uh, I can't remember who they played, somebody bad as well. but Arizona. Right. So I'm kind of hoping that that plays out. By the time this podcast comes out, we'll all know whether or not I won or not, but it just depends. So it's either it's it's my defense versus Tucker. And so I'm hoping for like a major Baltimore defensive route against Houston, but maybe not a lot of points. So or just a ton <laughs> of touchdowns and like three extra points or something. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be close. Yeah, um, it should be. Yeah. But anyway, I have 
as of our recording this, I have sole possession of first place in my league, which is uncharted territory for me. And the guy who is nipping at my heels, it looks like he's losing this week. So I may be okay even if I do lose, but I'm hoping that I don't. So anyway, um, loving fantasy football this week. My other league we won't talk about because I'm not loving it as much. <laughs> so that's that's the first thing I'm playing is I'm still on the fantasy football train. Okay, cool. The first thing that I'm going to talk about is South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Nice. As I think I have mentioned it on the podcast before, but just in passing, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember if you mentioned that you've been playing it or that you just got it, but you were still playing the... Or you were replaying The Stick of Truth? No, I, I never did that. I just, I think we did talk about it at some point, but I, right. because it didn't come out in time for us to do the October podcast, Sure, I okay. know it wasn't then. Yeah. It was fun. Are, have you finished it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was good. It's not like, very long. Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, it doesn't seem like a, a 200 hour sort of RPG. It's not, it's not that big a game, I can't imagine. No, both of the South Park games are clocking like 15 to 20. Okay. So it's it's like a full season of the show in a game, okay. basically. Depending on how much exploration you do. Like, I'm pretty thorough. I go through the town. Sure. When you unlock a different superpower so you're able to access different areas, I'd go back house to house and make sure I'm clearing everything. Just right. Because I like to experience as much of the game as I can. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah? Which I think did you the prefer, combat... fractured, fractured Butthole or um, Stick of Truth? I liked the story of the Stick of Truth better. Okay. I found that the Fractured Butthole overstayed its welcome a little bit. Interesting. Okay. The The ending, I don't want to spoil anything because I know you want to play it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there is a character in South Park who I am not very fond of, just like a one-off, one or two episode character that I'm really, I don't like that much, okay. who was very, very important to the Fractured But Whole story. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to have to spend the next eight hours with this character. Tally? Engaging was it with Tally? The Dealy. No, no, okay. Tally is, Tally works at the medicinal fried chicken, like, weed store. Sure, of course he does. And he's your tutorial guide, basically. Okay. So he would just pop up in the corner and give you helpful advice until he broke his sobriety. And then he would pop up in the corner and just say stupid Towley things. <laughs> okay, that's pretty awesome. I'm not a big fan of Towley episodes. Like, they're okay, but they're not my favorites. Um, oh, yeah, same. But as a but, character, just in this way, where it's like a one-off joke and then he's gone again. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the best use of him in a game like this, I think. Yeah, no, it's it's a different... It's a less lesser used character than even Towley that becomes a major player in the end of the second through the full third act weird but like the combat system in Fractured But Whole is better than and more interesting than the Stick of Truth so if I have to pick one that I preferred I still preferred the the Stick of Truth because it was completely different and it was new and it did the crazy Canada stuff right right and it the story was more interesting, and while the combat got kind of boring, it was still engaging because of okay. the story. Whereas Fractured But Whole, the combat was amazing, but the story started to grind on me a little bit by the end. Gotcha. But I still had a great time. I'm still laughing 
maybe not as much as I was in the Stick of Truth, but I'm still laughing a lot. Great. Uh, and like I, if I remember right, I talked about some of the summons with you, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I was able to get the macaroni pictures so I could summon Moses, which made me so stupidly happy. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Super Best Friends, <laughs> it's like, yes. Uh, also, I yeah. do have to say one more thing before mm-hmm. we move on from Fractured But Whole. There is... Cheesing is very prevalent in the game. Right. And you know how much I love Major Boobage as an episode I, and I the do, whole heavy yeah. metal thing. Yeah. Another summon was Gerald cheesing. <laughs> and it just, it had the song, it had the animation style, and then it had Gerald, like, in his tidy whities just coming in with the cat piss all over his face, <laughs> just, like, punching stuff. It oh was... my god, that's so good. <laughs> so yeah, I had a I had a very good time. Anyone who's a South Park fan should play it. Like it's okay. worth playing if you love South Park, but if you don't love South Park, you're not missing anything. Okay. Good to know. Uh the next thing I'm playing, I just I've got a couple games on my iPhone. I haven't been playing a lot of Xbox lately. It's just been kind of busy. Yeah. Um I was trying to get a lot of 1940s movies in, so I haven't been playing as much. But I've got a couple <laughs> games on my phone, and I just want to give a shout out to the manu- to the game company. They're called Voodoo Games, and they've got a couple very simple. Like, there's not a lot to it, but I find myself playing. Like, if I have five minutes, if I'm about to go to bed, like it's a nice way to kind of turn my brain off before I go to bed. And it's literally like there's one where it's called Dune, and literally you just tap tap your screen to get the ball going, and when you tap, the ball goes faster. And your your goal is just to launch it up into the air, and it comes down, and it's basically sand dunes, and you're just trying to time it right so that it keeps rolling up the dune and launching up. And if you come down too steep or or hit the edge of the like the far edge of the dune, then you crash, and you just however many times you get up into the air is literally that's your score. It's super simple, but has occupied my like my time for a good two or three weeks when I just need five or ten minutes. Oh, that's um, fair. Okay. Yeah, and they've got another one. I've got a few of their games on my phone, and it's just like every time I find a new decent iPhone game, it's it has been Voodoo Games recently who has done it. So um, all very simple stuff, but if you guys can track down some Voodoo games on your, your iPhone, it's really simple but really engaging, and you just try basically trying to beat your own record, which has been kind of what I've been doing. Yeah, like... Like I said, if I got 10, 10 minutes and, you know, not enough time to watch something and I'm not going to start reading something at that point, then I'll just like, okay, I'll just play Drop the Ball. And that's what I'll play. So, yeah, Voodoo Games, that's that's what I'm playing right now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Up next for me, I'll do the shortest one here, and that would be Neverwinter. Okay. It is a massive MMORPG on console. It's also on PC. It has been for years. Oh, a massive multiplaying online role-playing game. Thank you. Or multiplayer. I think I said multiplaying, but it's multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, yes. Ah, uh, you got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, Dave's holding my feet to the fire. Got to make sure I stay on top of it. Exactly. Uh, anyway, it's it's just it's a huge MMORPG that's been out for five years. It's based in Neverwinter. Uh, so for Dave, that's a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Thank you. So you build, essentially you're building a preset class from Dungeons and & Dragons and rolling the character's stats, and then you're running around the world fighting stuff. So it's action and magic and dragons, and you can play online with your friends, and it's it's a good time. It's free. 
Uh, if you like Dungeons & Dragons, it kind of scratches the tabletop itch. It's not ideal, but it does give you a bit of a character build time, and you get to plan out your feats and all of that sort of thing. So it, it's it's been enjoyable. It's been a nice set to just hang out and play with friends or jump in for some mindless just killing goblins for an hour sort cool. of stuff. So, yeah, that's right. Neverwinter. Nice. The, the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, the game Sniper Ghost Warrior. Apparently it came out in uh, 2000 and uh, well, I don't know. I don't know which time this. There's a, apparently a bunch to this story. Anyway, it's published by City Interactive. I started playing it because I really like sniper games. I've got a few on my phone, and you know, like I'm I'm a big fan of first person shooters and third person shooters and stuff like that. And so I've been kind right. of. I was like, oh, this one could be fun. It'd be kind of fun to be a sniper, but I, I just didn't love it. I mean, I bought it for five or ten bucks used at, at EB Games, so it was wasn't like I was spending. $200 on this game but I just I started playing it and I never got into the story and I never really like I just found it almost frustrating like you'd go on these missions and um like it would say go hide in those bushes and so I'd go hide in bushes but it turns out I wasn't hunting in the right bushes so then I was discovered and so then I'd have to restart my mission and I was just like I didn't find it was overly user friendly and I just found like the missions that they gave me even though I felt like I executed them properly I still didn't pass the mission so I had to restart it so I just found it frustrating and ended up just not continuing and I don't think it's not one like um, you know I'll, I'll revisit Far Cry 3 at, right. at a certain point but I don't think this one like I'll probably just give this one back to EB Games because I just there's nothing about it that I really find myself wanting to go play anymore um, okay yeah, so it just I found it a little more cumbersome and a little bit more annoying than a lot of games I've been playing recently. So just because I didn't have that love for it, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to keep going on this one. And what was it called? Sniper Ghost Warrior. Sniper Ghost Warrior. And that was on 360. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got, like, I think I, I just Googled it, and it looks like there's... Um, a, a number of yeah it's a, a series of tactical video games that are developed and published by city interactive and so um ghost warrior came out oh they're coming for you it came out in 2010 <laughs> on 360 okay. and 2011 on ps3 and uh yeah it just it's not the last in their series so i guess they've been doing like because they've got Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 and 3 and so I guess that other people liked it enough that they've kept the franchise going but I just didn't love it and maybe I just was impatient or, or what have you but I just I think I like more the, the run and gun style of game instead of the, the patience that comes along with being a sniper I guess but uh, yeah uh, that could, that be could very and well also, be sorry go well, ahead I don't, like, I don't like the sound of what you were saying there where it was where you were go hide in some bushes like that's just it's not giving you the agency to do it yourself yeah you know what i mean like would it have been more interesting if they were just like okay here's a city square find a perch your target's going to be here in three minutes yeah don't get that's kind of what i was hoping it was going to be but it was sniper like sniper elite is, is the that... game you want is the game you want is called sniper elite you can get okay. v2 or sniper elite 3 on xbox 360 i'm a big fan of this series okay i played the first two on playstation i haven't i haven't been in the frame of mind for a sniper game it is still patience sure but it's world war ii 
which might be more up your alley as well because yeah. these ghost warriors look modern. So it's a mm-hmm. World War II sniper game. The first one, if you can get V2 on 360, it's set, I believe it's in Berlin right after the Russians come in. Cool. So you're working as like an American who is in Berlin trying to make sure that the Soviets don't get the scientists and also that Nazis don't escape into hiding cool yeah that sounds that sounds cool like i think it was just this one like i was crawling to the mission like i don't know it just i don't mind the patience like one of my favorite parts of playing far cry was taking down the command posts and that took a lot of patience and timing and sneakiness so i don't mind that it's just there was something that just didn't jive with me on this one so it just i mean not everybody's gonna like everything so i just kind of put it down and started playing other things so i just i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna go back to it maybe if i run out of games and need to play something different then maybe i will but hopefully by that point i'll have gotten a ps4 so yeah anyway well i was also thinking if you did find yourself in an eb games you could take that back and see if you could get v2 sniper elite v2 because it's like 13 bucks or something like that so and that is the one advantage to having an outdated game system is it's just like I get these games for stupid cheap. So I'll go into EB Games and just go through their used games, and if there's something I find that I'm interested in, I'll buy it, and eventually I'll get to it. So, Yeah. Although, yeah. to be fair, the next game on my list, Lego Marvel Avengers, I got the deluxe edition with all of the DLC for $15. Nice. And that's on PS4. So it, it does... I, I get exactly what you're saying, because you have basically everything is on sale, whereas for PlayStation, it's more like there's a sale every week. Yeah. Are you interested in this game? Because it's 65% off. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you started talking about it, and I'm done talking about Sniper. So how is that game? It's fun. It's Lego. So Fair it's enough. exactly what you expect from a Lego game. Yeah. I know we you talked played about Lego, Lego Star Wars with me. on the last one, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's that, but it's for uh, the Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Avengers Age of Ultron... Uh, I'm missing one movie in there. Oh, I think there's downloadable content for Black Panther, and there's a okay. Captain uh, Captain Marvel. I think's got an extra mission. Okay. There's an Ant Man mission. Like it's so it's just it's doing a bunch of the different movies and some cool. of the stuff that's coming up, and it's the Lego humor. It's exactly what you're expecting. It's big rooms filled with stuff that you can break apart to get Lego studs to buy mm-hmm. characters to continue doing the same thing. Love it. Every mission, you're looking for those mini kits. You're looking for red bricks to get cheats, and you're trying to find Stanley, who has been put into some sort of strange situation. So save Stanley, then he says Excelsior, right. and you move on. So. Yeah, cool. Well, and that's I, I, Lego is just really cashed in on these. Like, we'll make a game with Lego, so it's perfect for all ages because kids three years old love it, but kids thirty four year old love it. You're, too yeah um but they're making money off their brand but also like let's team up with marvel let's team up with dc let's team up with steven spielberg and lucas films and just make all these different games with all these different characters so we're all making money off this and it's like what a like that's a license to print money yeah it pretty much is and like i always try and get them on sale Mm mm-hmm so I'm I'm usually a couple games behind the newest Lego game, but I don't really okay. care. I just no. I want one a year, and then yeah. I get the DLC 
like all of the DLC and the deluxe edition for under 20 bucks. Sweet. I kick in 30 or so 40 hours maybe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I enjoy myself. So yeah. woo. Nice. Uh, all right. The last thing I got on my list and it's the one I'm currently playing is Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, okay. I like the Call of Duty games. I think I've established that a few times here. Uh, so I was like, hell, I'll try that. I've, en- I've enjoyed the missions. <clears throat> this one's really cool because you're kind of a, like a, well, a black op. But so the first mission was we were in Cuba during the revolution and our, our operation was to kill Castro. Oh, yeah. And uh, you kind of get all these hits. So I haven't gotten too, too far into it yet. But between each mission, you kind of come back to current time where it looks like, I mean, you're basically being interrogated and kind of tortured and everything just to try and figure out what what it is you're doing. And so, um, like, I finished my mission to kill Castro and thought I had killed him. And then all of a sudden, I mean, spoiler alert to something that didn't actually happen. Castro didn't actually die. So we killed him, or we thought we did, and then all of a sudden, like, I let the rest of my team get away, but I had to stay behind, and as I got captured, there was Castro. I'm like, I thought I killed you. And he's like, I have many body doubles or something to that effect. And I was like, well, yeah, of course you would. Um, but it's been really fun. Like, it's the same... Like, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, it's difficult. But I would expect that from Call of Duty, and I understand that it's probably not going to have a lot of playtime because call of duty a lot of their bread and butter is on the online so i'm expecting about eight to ten hours worth of campaign um and that will be good and then i'll move on to something else but it's been fun thus far and nice to get into something that has a little bit better story and something that again i can kind of do the run and gun which is kind of fun and um i've definitely died a few times and had to reanalyze the way that i'm uh, approaching things the one the mission i'm on right now i find really frustrating because <clears throat> oh that's why i turned it off i was like why did i do because i've been gone for two weeks so i haven't played in in a while but i was like right. why did i turn it off and when i did it was because the i mean i i was sent to russia and i'm trying to escape from a prison and so we're all escaping and then basically as right towards the end these guys kind of blast through the door so i'm trying to hold them off while they while some other guy prepares like a bomb or something anyway i keep getting killed because i don't know where to stand in order to to take these guys down so i'm trying to figure out where my best positioning is or how i need to kill these guys it's been difficult but also will be rewarding when i get through it oh yeah so yeah it will be yeah because you're you're getting closer to to vietnam have you played black ops i have Okay. <laughs> so you know everything I'm talking about. I do, yeah. Okay. I also don't want to spoil anything because it was so long ago. I'm like, I don't want to Sure. say it. Because I think I, I played that obviously on PS3. Yeah. So that's yeah. a long time ago. But I do remember the Vietnam mission because it's not conflict Vietnam awesome, but it is exactly what you kind of want from a Vietnam mission. Beautiful. And including the music beautiful okay it it made me so happy to the point that i finished the game then i went to the chapter marker and i just replayed the vietnam one again <laughs> nice so okay. yeah good to know yeah i will uh I, I i will keep plotting on then and try and get through this goddamn level yeah no nah, you'll you'll figure it out you just have yeah. to find the right cover or yeah hide behind right the guy that's putting the bond together or yeah. pick the right gun or yep yeah cool all right 
Cool. Well, the last thing, the thing I saved for the end, I am done. Okay. Because right, right now I am playing Lego Marvel Avengers just because I wanted some smashing bricks and collectible sure, yeah. break. But I played Horizon Zero Dawn's The Frozen Wilds, which is the expansion. Okay. It came out in the middle of November-ish, early to mid-November. Okay. It, it added, essentially it added a new area to explore the story of one of the different tribes. Okay. So this was the Banuk, and the Banuk were essentially there, they live in the very cold area. I was going to, I can't say Arctic because it still takes place in the middle of the United States. Spoilers, I suppose, but it does. (laughs) There are trailers that show that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it was, they added new robots that were super hard. They added a bunch more story. They filled in some of the story from the previous, like the, the main game, which was awesome. Uh, takes place before you defeat the final boss, which makes a lot of sense. Okay. Especially if you played it. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> nice. I mean, sometimes that's all you can say about a game, right? Like, you don't want to give away too much if other people are listening and playing it. But, like, sometimes all you need to say is, it's it's really good. And people go, okay, I'm in. Yeah, it, it's... If you liked Horizon Zero Dawn, it's just more great horizon zero dawn nice so it's beautiful i spent time in photo mode again sure especially especially because they added the ability to do snow angels because you're in the cold so (laughs) snow angels sure why not climbing the hunting is still fun you get some new bows it's just it's really engaging i love that game all right well, for anybody who has the PS4, they should investigate that, and I will just keep playing my used games. Yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm okay with it. Uh, okay, moving on to listening, hey? Yes. Cool. <laughs> First up for me, I've got a, I've got satellite radio abilities in my truck, but it's, um, I only get satellite radio when they're trying to make me buy a subscription to Sirius, so it's like a two-week test trial for you know what happens like maybe twice a year yeah and i currently yeah. have that i'm guessing it's right now because they're trying to get people to buy it for like christmas presents and stuff um, well, that makes sense yeah yeah so i mean i take advantage of it when i have it so recently i've been listening to nothing but pearl jam radio because it's available to me um uh-huh. I mean, it's not really a surprise, but what's cool about it is you get to hear kind of their influences and bands that they've toured with. So it's not just Pearl Jam all the time. It's like they're 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 contemporaries and like uh, the Rolling Stones and the Who and stuff like that. Um, but you also get to listen to they'll do live concerts and like full bootlegs of an entire live show. So sometimes I'll hear concerts that I've been to. Sometimes I'll hear one that I was like, oh, I heard that this when they played Soldier Field in like 1994, the day after The Grateful Dead, that it was an amazing show. And so like you can hear stuff like that. So I've been taking advantage of satellite radio and listening to Pearl Jam Radio. Okay. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I'm much more excited about it than most people. I am aware of this. Well, it's just I have nothing to add to that because A, I don't listen to satellite radio and B, I have a Pearl Jam album. Yeah. No, I understand. So. Yep. That's but why I went cool. first, because I was like, 
there's not a lot of conversation to be had about this. You mean like the conversation we're about to have with me saying, hey, I've been doing stuff for the daily song drop, meaning I listen to indie music, single songs, and then stuff that people send me. Yeah. That's my Although, first entry. it does bear saying that people have really started to sit up and take notice about what's happening with daily song drop. And like, we've been getting some really cool write-ups from the bands when they've gone, hey man, this this these guys in Canada have started writing they wrote about our song today so they share the the article so it's just cool that it's starting to to pick up some steam yeah it is and i do appreciate it it's very yeah. awesome and it's nice to hear from bands and have bands mm-hmm. actually just send me stuff out of the blue yeah and not just because it makes my life easier that i don't have to find it <laughs> like here's That's this fair. great song we made wow this is a great song i will write about it yes do you remember when we used to like try and get artists to send us stuff at the end of our podcast man yeah apparently it's so much easier when you write about it instead of podcast about it but geez like people are sending you stuff now i am positive if i asked we could get stuff for the end of the podcast now no problem probably but that's that's a podcast that from is from the was before so oh yeah no that 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 time has sailed we have kevin mcleod now Exactly. God bless Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Yeah, Daily Song Drop. Anything else you want to talk about with that? Keep an eye out early next year. We're going to do a top 50. There you go. That's it. Cool. My The second thing I'm listening to is the new Imagine Dragons album, Evolve. Oh, okay. It's. I wouldn't say it's my front runner for my album of the year for 2017. I've already got something earmarked for that, but... I am really enjoying it. I really dig their style. Um, I enjoy that it's very percussion heavy. And I just think it's something different. In I mean, I'm not saying that right now music is cookie cutter. But like a lot of what's on the top 40 it, it, and a lot of the pop music sounds very similar. And I could argue the same thing for country music. But like Imagine Dragons just have invented a sound unto themselves. And I really dig that that sound. Um, sure. And the stuff that I've heard on the radio, I've really enjoyed. And Shannon bought the CD. And when I first heard it, it did have a bit of a poppy sound. But it's just, it's it's grown on me and grown on me and grown on me. And I've really enjoyed listening to it. So, um, yeah, like I said, it might be runner-up. But I don't know at this point. There's a few other ones on there that, that may be. But uh, I've really, really enjoyed this album. So, um, definitely, if you've if, if you enjoyed any of their earlier stuff on the radio i would i would at least give this a listen i'm sure you can find it on spotify for free cool yeah yeah i don't even want to have to think about album of the year yet (laughs) i know we have to because we'll do that for our episode 200 year in review yeah but like new halsey album new bleachers album new beck album Kesha's new album, Foo Fighters album, new Katy new Perry Fighters. album. Like there's, or not Katy Perry. Uh, uh, Kesha, <laughs> that Kesha yeah, album. I, I said Kesha. Awesome. Yeah, it really, really is. So there's yeah, probably there's... my short list there, right? Because you did say Foo Fighters, so that's yeah. probably my short list for album of the year. Unless there's an indie one I have <laughs> downloaded that I will listen to, and then I'll be like, oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Chromatic by Strange Hellos. All right. The band is Strange Hellos. The album okay. is Chromatic. I think it because is, you said by Strange Hellos. Yeah. It is... What's the best way to put this? I featured their song Prime on the Daily Song Drop. Okay. It's... There are Norwegian, I believe. 
Okay. It's kind of a blend of modern indie rock and 90s lighter side garbage. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's real good. And the album's very good. Yeah, hey? Yeah. Huh. Do you happen to remember when you featured that one? Oh. It's fairly easy for me to look. It's been... It was very recent. Okay. Well, I figure if you're probably listening to the album, that would make sense that it's one of the more recent ones you would have posted. Yeah. When did I talk about it? The 20th of November. Oh, so yeah, it's super recent. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to investigate that because what you mentioned as far as that song, I'm like, yeah, that sounds interesting. Sounds yeah, like something it's, that I would enjoy. Yeah, it's it's really good. And cool. it's rare that songs that I feature are part of a full album. A lot of it's EPs and right. debut singles and just singles with a B-side and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the, as there was a full album, I picked it up and yeah, it's it's really good. Cool. Okay. I got a couple podcasts I want to talk about. The first one, I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, it's a podcast. It's uh, Death, yeah. Sex, and Money. Are you familiar okay, with that yeah. one? I am. Yeah, I haven't okay. listened to it, but I am familiar with it. Okay, so I-, I haven't heard a lot of episodes, but I dig what they are. So for anybody who doesn't know, I actually looked up the, the tagline. It's, a- it's an interview-style podcast that discusses the big questions, quote, often left out of polite conversation, end quote. So like the one that I heard talked about it was it's an american podcast so they were talking to americans but like people who had student loans and what that did as far as their debt load and like people who went to law school and medical school who are just hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt because of all the time they spent at school and just kind of how that system is kind of messed up and and just talk about how like some of these debt loads ruined marriages and families and it's just like it almost feels insurmountable sometimes. And so it's not necessarily an easy topic to listen to, but it's interesting to to know that there are other people in the same situation as you. And I think there was another one about like pornography addiction or something to that effect or like sex addiction. And like, again, not like they said, things that are often left out of polite conversation. This isn't something you're going to bring up around a Thanksgiving dinner, but these are the things that everybody is interested to listen to. So I like that they're approaching it and I appreciate their their way of delivering and I think the podcasts run about a half hour to 45 minutes so you know like it would have ended about now if this <laughs> was one of their their podcasts Amateurs. Uh, we've got another hour to go <laughs> um, but it's it's a good length and just really cool things that they talk about so um, I'm going to further investigate more of their stuff but the ones I've heard thus far have been very good cool yeah uh, the first podcast that I want to talk about is called Uncivil. Okay. It is Civil War history, American Civil War history. Sure. But with an African-American perspective. Oh. So you're getting a completely different side. And then they delve into stuff like The Lost Cause. Are you familiar with The Lost Cause? No. The Maybe, the right. kind of reworking of history so that the the Civil War was about state rights and not slavery, or like why Confederate monuments are such a big deal, but it's okay. not like abrasively political. It's more here's what this is, here's right. why this is, and here's why it's a problem for the African American community. This is why we care so much about the fact that there's 
like a, a confederate monument in this town square interesting but they also they covered uh the dixie song to live and die in dixie or whatever yep like how that was actually a song probably by african americans from ohio which was co-opted like what the flag is the stars and bars and right. how that's technically not the confederate flag but it's kind of become it and where the history and what it's changed into since the civil war so it's a bunch of really cool history stuff that you don't get anywhere else and i just i really liked it kind of that untold history that you just get from a different perspective but it's very informative and yeah gives you more random tidbits that you can just uh randomly talk about on our own podcast yeah there you go exactly (laughs) But yeah, each of them nice. is about half an hour long, so okay. it's a really good... Like, I was listening to the first season, which is already done, so you can listen to the whole thing that's available right now. It's only like eight episodes. Nice. Okay. Um, I was listening to it while I was cooking dinner every night, because it's just... It's the perfect length for a quick dinner. Okay. So, yeah. No, like, it was it was really interesting. Cool. So yeah, that's called Uncivil. Uncivil. Cool. The last thing I'm going to talk about listening to is the Jay and Dan podcast. So, They're for back. those of you, well, some of you who are in the States might know Jay and Dan. Jay Onright and Dan O'Toole, they are Canadian product who did Sports Center for years and years and years up here in Canada and then spent four years down in the States on Fox, Fox Sports 1. Yeah. And they just never, I don't know if the, if the Americans just didn't embrace them as much as Canadians do or if they just didn't respond, if they just didn't hit that market or if there's too much saturation and they couldn't keep up with ESPN or compete with ESPN. I don't know what happened, but they just never really found a home at Fox Sports 1. They kept getting their show shuffled around and eventually they just got canceled. And so they came back up to Canada and have started doing basically Sports Center up here again. But through all that, they've also started restarted their podcast here in Canada and it's amazing. Like it's just too very sarcastic people and they play so well off of each other and um, they just they don't talk about just sports on on the Jay and Dan podcast they talk about kind of anything and they still phone friends from back in the states and like they've got this one guy called engineer Jim I think and um, he's a sound engineer down in the in the states and they play six degrees of engineer Jim and basically they'll bring up a band and see if he has a connection with them. And he has a connection with literally almost every band that they bring up. It's pretty amazing. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, and so it's just been good to listen to these guys, and I'm a few episodes behind, but each episode is about 45 minutes to an hour long, so I can listen to an episode of that on my way up to Calgary and then still be able to listen to music for an hour, and so I can kind of do both. Um, Right. So it's a very good length of a podcast and just two funny Canadian dudes being very, very Canadian. And the best part is Jay Onre grew up an hour and a half from my town. So, like, he's almost a local boy, too, which is pretty rad. No, that is rad. Yeah. So, yeah. I would imagine Canadians, most Canadians listening know who Jay and Dan are. I would assume that a chunk of Americans do as well, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. For the Canadians who listen, they'd be going, oh, yeah. Even if you don't necessarily watch Sports Center, you probably know somebody who does. Um, yeah, and they were just so synonymous with TSN and Canada. 
Um, but yeah, some Americans might. It depends on who it is that's listening to this particular podcast. Like, I would expect that the NFL podcast that we do or like a baseball preview or something to that effect they those people might know more but just our generic audience i don't know it depends on on what you guys are into so yeah it's true yeah anyway very funny dudes and a great listen cool yeah the last podcast that i am going to talk about then is why we eat what we eat interesting it is another it's actually by the same podcasting company as Uncivil. Okay. <laughs> Oddly enough. And it's a 20 to 30 minute podcast. Again, super great for quick. Like, oh, I've got 20 minutes to do whatever or I'm cooking. Yeah. You can knock out a couple. It's a short season, eight episodes or so. Okay. Essentially what it is is it takes a look at the evolution of food to today. So, okay. So, like... Why did kale become big? Because, like, 15 years ago, the biggest purchaser of kale was Pizza Hut because they put it on their buffet as dressing. Oh, really? Yeah. Now every, like, 30, what, three and five restaurants have something that have kale in it on their menu, and nobody used to eat kale. No. Also, the evolution of Chinese food. Like what Chinese American food and what duck sauce is, which I've never even heard of, but apparently it's a big East Coast thing. Huh. Okay. It's like an it's like an apricot sauce that comes with your Chinese food. Oh, weird. For duck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never knew that. I mean, I don't get a lot of duck with Chinese food, but if I'm getting a sauce, usually it's like a plum sauce or something. Yeah. Apparently, there it's duck sauce and it's apricot based. I'm like, that okay. sounds so weird. Yeah. But so yeah, it's like the evolution of that, or the the science of potlucking. Really? So the they would go. They went to Minnesota, which you should yeah. not be surprised is like potluck central because totally, Minnesota's the best. But they also <laughs> they talked to because Minnesota has a huge African community. One of the biggest African like Somali and Kenya communities in America is in Minnesota. Is that right? And po- oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Somali huh. the Somali community in Minnesota is the biggest in the US. That's crazy. I never would have guessed, but okay. Uh so in Africa, they interviewed some nursing students. Mo- almost all of them were from Africa. And they didn't don't have potlucks there. It would okay. be considered weird or rude to show up at someone's house to bring- and bringing food. Sure. But they're kind of embracing it. So then the producers of the podcast went to their graduation potluck and all of them brought different foods from their home countries. Nice. So it was like this crazy Africa, like West African, Sub-Saharan African potluck. Mm-hmm. And it just sounded delicious. No doubt. But yeah, like it's just, it's a really neat, they're quick, like the, the science of why you're a picky eater. If, if you're a picky eater and how you can unlearn being picky and people who are extremely picky and the climate change diet, what staples could be and all of that sort of like, it's really, it was really engaging. It was really good. Huh. I liked it a lot. Cool. So that's why we eat what we eat. Okay. There you go. Quick, quick, quick story before we go to break. Uh, sure. So when I was in like grade eight or grade nine, we had, I forgot that we were going to be doing this, but we had a, like a, a, culturally a cultural potluck uh 
lunch at our at our school in in my class. So like everybody was supposed to bring something from a different culture. Um, okay. And if you didn't bring food, you weren't allowed to partake. And ah. so I had brought a lunch, but I was like, damn, all this food smells really good. And I want to, to get in on this. So I ran home and I was like, I need to find something. And so I went downstairs and there was like a bag of like a gigantic bag of cheesies. And I ran back and, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm here for the, I'm here for the potluck. And my teacher's like, Dave, you brought cheesies. You can't eat this food. And I was like, ah, uh, it's old Dutch. It's from the Netherlands. And she's like, I hate you so much. And I was like, yeah. So I like I brought these old Dutch cheesies and definitely got in on this food. And like everybody else was bringing like they had actually prepared these meals or their parents had prepared these meals. And I bring this bag of cheesies and dump them in a bowl. I'm like, there, let me eat this delicious food. Uh, both one of my finer and more um, – cheeky moments of my life so yeah i i'd say so but uh yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i forgot all about that until you said like sub-saharan african potluck is like oh different cultures oh yeah i forgot about this anyway (laughs) nothing says sub-saharan africa like cheesies right (laughs) exactly Oh, God. All right. Our second half is going to be brought to you by Raisins. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Well, Raisins are back, and they're better than ever, as they are now even more Raisins. Enjoy Raisins everywhere you eat food. The beach, at home, at work, in the passenger seat of a 1978 Camaro that has been lowered, but not so much that it's not street legal, but close. You know, I mean, it's a muscle car, but there's a lot that you can do with hydraulics, especially nowadays when you put in a lot more of the... Sean. Sean. Raisins! And we're back. And as I started the last couple, I'm also going to start this one by talking about what we've been reading. And I can promise you guys that this is once again the shortest list of all of them because we don't yep. read as much as we do other things. Um, so I'm going to start with... Well, that's just like I read things, yes, and I read a lot. But if I'm reading a, a thousand-page collection of short stories, that's like a month sure. and a half. Yeah. So Well, and, and for me, like I said, I've been in Calgary for two weeks working on a show, so I haven't really been reading that much. You know, I might watch an episode on Netflix of something, um, you know, when I get home before more tech or what have you. So I don't, ha- I didn't have a lot of time to read. I brought my book with me and it literally sat on my nightstand. It just didn't yeah. really work out. Anyway, um, the book that I'm reading and that I am trying to get into and really think that eventually it will be very good is A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. Oh, okay. Um, it takes, like, it's basically, it, he's writing about his time in the war, and so I feel like it's going to be very good. It's just, I've only got, like, literally, it's just the first couple chapters, and so I haven't had a chance to really, really absorb it, and as a result, I don't, I mean, I kind of know where it's going. It's just, I, I haven't invested myself in him or the characters or anything else, and so I can't really comment on it, but literally that's the only thing really, I mean, I've got something else, but that's the book that I've been working on i just i haven't been grabbed enough yet that i just want to go oh man i just want to do nothing but read this book i just need to to 
kind of worked up to that point in the book, and then I think it'll be fine. I honestly don't know if you'll get there. No? Have you read that one? I have. I had, But I also don't find Ernest Hemingway very engaging okay. in that way, where it's like, oh man, I can't wait to read the rest of this. It's just, it's so spare. Right. That it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go do other stuff now. Yeah. And I've got a couple, like I'm looking at a, literally on the, one of the, on the, the little uh, key table in my kitchen, there's a book sitting there that my aunt lent me last year. And I, like, it was in my, in the, the pocket of the backseat of my truck. Oh. So I, okay. Like just, I, I put it in there at Christmas and then forgot that I had had it. And I was cleaning my truck the other day. I was like, oh yeah, this. And so it's sitting there. I'm like, I feel like that one's going to be more interesting to me. And so I might just put, um, uh, a farewell to arms on hold for a little bit while I read something that might grab me a little bit more. I feel like a farewell to arms is one of those ones I can kind of come back to, and it's not like I'm going to be forgetting the story. It's a lot of descriptor, I think, and more like almost like a journal entry. Pretty much. Yeah. So I'm, I started reading. I just feel like I should. I I try and go. You know, I'll read something modern, then I try and read a classic, and then something modern. Like I like to jump back and forth. I was like, oh, Hemingway, and it cost me like fifteen bucks a chapter, so I figured I'd give it a shot. But it's not. It hasn't grabbed me yet, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not optimistic after what you told me that I'll be grabbed at all. But eh, we'll see if I keep going well, on you, it. You never know, yeah. right? Like, and that it is. I am colored by the fact that I am not a big Hemingway person. Well, and I've never read anything of his, so I just felt like I should read something, so, right? Yeah, and this is like this is a well-known one. It's a good one to check. Mm-hmm. But I know so, my my sure. co- my cousin's husband loves Hemingway, and so. You know, to yeah. each their own, right? And I mean, he's exactly synonymous with American literature for a reason. So anyway, I'll I'll keep giving it a shot and see how it goes. But so far, it's been just I've just gotten a couple chapters in, so maybe I'll report back in the next one. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I speaking of classics, dipped back into that massive twelve hundred page classic Lock Roomed Mysteries book. Oh yeah. Because I had put that down, oh, I don't even, I'm looking, because all of my what I am up to lists are in the same place. Okay. So I can look back across the year's worth, and it has been probably over eight months Hmm. since I talked about it last. It seems like it was just yesterday that you talked about it. (laughs) No. No, it's I've I had put it down for quite a while. It's just they're good and they're all different, right? So there's no there's no through line to all of the different stories. Okay. So you can just you can put it down whenever and pick it back up and you're reading a new locked room mystery from the 50s or the 30s or the 20s, right? Okay, yeah. So there's no real push to complete it mm-hmm. versus what I've been doing with it is I put it down and then I'm like, oh man, I could really go for some locked room mysteries. And then I pick it up and I read six or seven of them. And it's like, okay, these are starting to feel a little samey. Because at a certain point it is like, it's a detective story where the problem happened in a locked space or an enclosed space where there shouldn't be any way that someone could get killed sure. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So at a certain point you're just like, okay, I'm reading the same basic story again and again and again. But they're good, but I'm not appreciating it as much because... I've already read six and I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see the gears. Right. So then I put it down again. Well, I picked it back up. And that's the beauty about short stories like that is you can read them. And it's again, like it's, it's, it's like something where you can come back to it whenever you want because you don't have to refresh yourself as to 
what was going on in your book. Like if I read a, if I start reading a book and then come back to it six months later, I might as well just start from the beginning because I've forgotten everything, which is kind of the fun about those is that now you've forgotten kind of the, like you said, the gears. And so then it's kind of fresh again. Yep. Cool. That's exactly the case where it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to sit in the sun. I've got a couple hours and I'll read a, a couple of these stories from the twenties. Nice. Oh man, that was great. And then I can just put it down again and not think about it. Cool. But it's always there. Yeah. So yeah, it's a big, big old collection of locked room mysteries. Okay. By Black Lizard, I believe. Black Lizard. All right. Um, the other thing I'm reading right now is Sports Illustrated because I got a subscription to Sports Illustrated for the free gear. Um, Ooh, what free gear did you get? I got a, a Patriots T-shirt and a Patriots windbreaker. Ooh, yeah. there you go. And so, I mean, like, I think the, the subscription cost me, like, 40 bucks for the year or something, and I got a free jacket and T-shirt. Now, the T-shirt is way too big for me. They sent me an extra large, despite the fact that I asked for a medium, but I think they were out of extra larges. <laughs> like, cool. So it's a T-shirt for you and Scout. That's exactly. Cool. <laughs> it makes a good night shirt. It's just not one I'm going to wear in public. Um, but considering I live in a windy city, the windbreaker has been very nice. There you go. And as a result, I get to read about sports and, like, get a little bit more insight into, like, college sports that I don't necessarily follow. So I get just a little bit more well-rounded information. Um, Nice. And there's some that I've skipped, like, just because they come once a week. So at a certain point, I can't keep up. But um, it's just good to have (laughs) them. And um, I I just got the the baseball issue after the World Series because three years ago, uh, Sports Illustrated predicted that the the Houston Astros would win the World Series this year, and they did. So it's like, uh, it's Jose Altuve, I think, is holding the the World Series trophy, and somebody else, uh, whoever was the MVP of the of the World Series, is holding the the cover of the one three years ago where they predicted it. So it's like that's actually pretty awesome. So I'm really looking that's forward to reading cool. that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's just I I've got the 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 subscription. I used to have subscriptions of Sports Illustrated. It was like ah. Eh, Maybe I'll pick it up again now that I got more time. So I'm I'm reading Sports Illustrated. Nice. Yeah. Plus you got a great uh, windbreaker. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. My other thing that I'm reading is Jin. I'm still reading Jin. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose actually I'm caught up to what has been translated, so now I have to wait. Oh. Okay. So it's now into the same cycle as like baby steps. Right. Uh, I talked about baby steps a long time ago mm-hmm. where that was the, the tennis manga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one, Jin is about the doctor from the year 2000 who suddenly gets transported back to Edo, Japan. Yeah. 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 Okay. Meiji and era. there's people who want him yeah. to do well and people who don't want him to do well because of the medical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rivalries between the Chinese medicine mm-hmm. and the Rampo, which is the Dutch medicine schools. And he's trying to build his own clinic and his own practice. And he's trying to help people because that's what a doctor should do. But there's so much that he doesn't understand the politics or at the point I'm at now, he doesn't understand the legal system Okay. of this era. So, and it's still insane the amount of medical knowledge you could get out of this. Like, it's not enough to actually do surgeries, but you are basically learning how to do chunks of surgery. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's doing, and it's all the technical terms, and he's explaining as, as he does it, and it's showing you the diagrams, and yeah, it's, 
So it's it's rounded in real history because there are actual historical figures in it, and it's also giving you real world medical, at least from the year that this came out. Right. Essentially, so I'm sure there have been some changes to some things, but uh, like doing a tracheotomy is still the same. Right. Just jab a pen and something. Exactly. <laughs> or if you don't have that, a horrifying looking syringe that they use on horses. But anyway, Yikes. yeah, it's uh. No, so it, I've I've really enjoyed it. I am sad that I'm caught up to the translator <laughs> uh, because it means that it will be like a chapter a month and I have read nine out of 20 volumes. Oh, wow. So uh, each volume is about 220 page-wise. Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> so there's 11 left. Yeah. But you have to wait for and, those 11 uh, to, to get translated. Be trans. Right. Neat. And they will come 18 pages at a time. (laughs) Oh, that sucks so much. So I will be reading this for years. Well, that's what you get for liking (laughs) foreign things, Sean. Yep, and I'm going to continue to, because the next time we do this, there will probably be another series I have started and hopefully read the whole thing. Could be, unless there's more than means translating there, too. Yeah, I, I should uh, I should maybe look into that before I start the next one. I'll try I'll try and find one that's actually completely translated. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, th- dude, I've got six on the go now. Jeebus. One of them's been on hiatus for eight months because of some family health issues. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should we get to the meaty one? Yeah. All right. I have two TV shows and four movies. What do you have? I have three TV shows and three movies. Okay. Um, then do you want to go first with this one? Then we can do TV and alternate TV and then go to movies? Sure. Okay. I will start off with Rick and Morty. Okay. How is that? It is amazing. Is it? It's above The Simpsons for me on my the my ever working on list of the top 100 tv shows of all time really it has passed the simpsons now again we've talked about this before when it comes to the simpsons yeah golden age probably in my top three sure but because there's so much dreck it 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 slips but no rick and morty is it's awesome dude you you need to see (laughs) it's one of those shows that I see it, and I know that it, like so many people love it, but I don't. I don't really know much about it, so I've never really given it a shot. But you and I—it's a weird, gross. Uh, take take the premise of Back to the Future. Okay. Make it a hundred times weirder, and jack it into like multi-dimensional time travel portal, traveling to different planets versus just traveling in time on Earth. You go to different worlds with aliens and stuff. Weird. Okay. But it's it's got like because it's it's by Dan Harmon, yeah, right, the guy that did Community. Yeah. So it's like acerbic, very sarcastic, mean humor. Okay. It's got an improvisational feel, and they do improvise some sections, Amazing. and then animate it after. Okay. And yeah, like it's it's got a great cast. It's stupidly funny you it's very memeable i am sure you've seen a hundred memes i expect from as rick much and morty because it's pretty it, it's a fairly large proponent in the the pop culture world i think it's just i yeah. haven't gotten into it 
Yeah, it's and it's Adult Swim, so that gives you an idea sure. of. But yeah, it's it's about a a grandfather and his grandson going on adventures, and by going on adventures, I mean Rick, the grandfather, takes Morty along because Morty's dumb. <laughs> And Rick is, like, the smartest man in the universe. Okay. Interesting. And that description there is not even really doing it justice. It's just one of those things I have to kind of go and and figure out, hey? Yeah, you kind of just have to watch it. Okay. And at a certain point, it's just going to click. Just the same way every show does. Sure. Entourage, it's Busey on the beach, right? You're not sure about Entourage, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous yeah. and then you just watch it right okay rick and morty was super fast for me it and it makes references to so many different movies it's a thing that i i know you will like because it is like here's a back to the future thing here's a thing you're not as super well versed in sci-fi i know but mm-hmm. like here's some starship trooper stuff right here's an entire episode that's a ridiculous mad max take but there's also like a cyborg story inserted into it huh cool okay well is is it on netflix no, it is not. Okay. Uh, I watched it on Watch Cartoon Online. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, interesting. Yeah, because I know, like, I know a lot of people love it. It's just, I, I, I guess I just need to find somebody who <laughs> I trust, whose opinion I trust, that I could, I could uh, wait for. Okay, good to know. I'll, uh, I'll investigate the, that. The only animated show it was not able to pass on my top one hundred was Futurama. Wow. That's. Uh, yeah. Wow. That says a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Since we're talking about animated shows, um, I watched Big Head on Netflix. Big Mouth? What the hell is it called now? Big Mouth. Big Mouth, Okay. I think I've I've heard of Big Mouth. Big Head is a character from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. That's why I was like, wait, no, that's not right. Um, It's been a while since I watched it, so now I just need to double check. Because I watched it kind of when it first came out. Um, which wasn't too long ago, but long enough that <laughs> I have since forgotten about it. Big, big mouth. Yeah. Okay. So big mouth. Um, it's. I wasn't sure what to think about it. I saw the preview for it and I was like, oh, okay, that could be kind of funny. And I still like. It's just so twisted. So it's it's created by Nick Kroll. I'm sure you know who okay, Nick Kroll is. Yep. Um, yep, and he and John Mulaney are very good friends in real life, I think. And John Mulaney does a voice on this. But there's a lot of other people who, like, uh, another one of those shows with a great cast. It's a Netflix show. Um, and it's basically about kids in, uh, I want to say, like, Long Island, somewhere in New York State, growing up. And, like, they basically all hit puberty. And so, like, the one guy's got the, the hormone monster who just kind of, like all the decisions he makes are based on what the hormone monster tells him and then another girl starts like she hits puberty and so all of a sudden like she gets a hormone monster and like they but like i I can't even begin to explain it because it's just so twisted and kind of gross at times but also like really kind of accurate how i mean everybody's gone through puberty so well everybody who is a grown-up has gone through puberty so they they kind of understand even if they, like there's characters in that and it's just about growing up in a junior high school and just dealing with all that crap that happens to your body and it's okay. so weird and i tried uh, like i watched the first episode i'm like i'm not sure how i feel about this and all of a sudden i was done the season because it's just like huh. okay because it's like and it pulls reference to itself like 
like it totally breaks the wall at certain points and like the the hormone hormone monster asks the people watching like oh you're binging this aren't you like it totally knows what it is and okay sure it was it was surprisingly fun and i mean john mulaney i love that guy i could listen to him read the phone because i love his delivery so that helps but yeah um i would say give it a try it's just it's it's at least worth the effort. Some people turned it off after like an episode or two, and some people kind of plowed through it. So it just like it is definitely a, an acquired taste. But you know, I would say at least give it a shot. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll have to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you jogged my memory when you said breaking the fourth wall. Rick and Morty does it all the time. Awesome. Yeah, love that. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about that more. I'm going to talk about Black Mirror. Oh, I've heard great things about Black Mirror. It's fantastic. Yeah. I am two seasons in. The third season's available now, and we're starting to get trailers for the fourth season. Okay. It's it's super good. They're not connected at all, so what I have been largely using it for is when I've got an hour. Okay. It's just like, all right, I've got an hour, or it's like, I want to go to bed in an hour, so I don't want to start a movie. I don't mm-hmm. really want to play a game, because I'll get invested or whatever. Sure. So then I will watch an episode of Black Mirror, and... There is there was one episode in the second season I wasn't crazy about, but even then, it's still great. Okay. Each one's a completely different story. It's a completely different cast, and but they're all loosely interconnected. Essentially, the perils of technology. Yeah, and probably that's the best way to put it. Kind of what I've heard. Um, have you seen the episode with the the person rating system yet? Where you rate? Uh, I don't think where you rate people. No. Okay. Then it must be the third season because I've heard a lot about this this episode and it's kind of a terrifying concept. And apparently, anyway, yeah. So I'm not going to say much more because um, people yeah. kind of told well, me about one... that episode. But like, I've heard wonderful things about that show and kind of terrifying things about that show. Oh, it's so good. And if, even if you're not crazy about an episode, it's the next one's completely different. Right. So like, you're going in the first four are so good that regardless of that the one bad one i'm just like all right well that's that's i get what they were going for it wasn't really for me what's next i didn't i never thought for a second ah okay i'm done cool Uh, like the one that i watched i actually watched one last night and it was about oh how do i say it there's a, a service where you can get something implanted into your brain mm-hmm. for a week that then makes a computer copy of your brain okay. to then put into a smart house. So your house is literally run by a digital perfect clone of you. Uh-huh. So it's like, so your house... Let's say, say your house was a smart house. Yeah. You, Dave would know what time Dave needs to get up. So Dave would do that for you. Dave knows how Dave likes his toast, likes his coffee, when he likes his coffee, how he likes it done. So your other you, this tiny little like computer that is put inside of a smart house control, is you. <clears throat> uh-huh. But it's not you, because you're completely fine you're normal you're just you're dave but there's a another dave who lives as a computerized version of dave who runs your house weird 
<laughs> it's so good. John Hamm is in it. Is he? Like, it's just... Yeah, he is. Cool. Right. So, anyway. Cool. Black yeah. Mirror. I've heard, like it's I said, I've heard, I've heard great things. I know a lot of people have seen that one. I just... I haven't gotten onto that one yet. I have watched oh, a lot of things, fair. just not that. Yeah. Things like Stranger Things. Um, hey. I am only halfway through because I am watching it with Shannon. Um... <sighs> Which means that you're done Westworld, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been watching the odd episode. I We just... Uh, Dig Dug, I think, is the the episode we just watched. I don't want to talk about it too much because it has just come out. And so there might be people who are trying to, to savor it or, sure. or are slowly working their way through it. And so I'm not going to say too much, but I'm really enjoying the second season. There are definitely flaws. Our friend Tim writes about it once a week and talks about the things that he likes and the things that he doesn't like. And some of the things I agree with and some of the things I disagree with, but I, I have so far enjoyed kind of now that we know these characters, kind of expanding that world a little bit. Um, yeah. And so I'm, it's been a, it's been a fun, fun process. And like, I would love to just binge watch the rest of it, but I can't because I can't do that to Shannon. So, um, which is why you're done Westworld. Sure. <laughs> I can't say anything because, like, I've done it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember where Dick Dug is in relation to the story. So. I could say something flippantly and it would be two episodes beyond where you are and it would ruin something. Totally. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I don't want to like, I didn't think we'd talk about this one too long. I just want to say I am watching it. Like this is one of the few times where I'm kind of at the riding the wave of something when it's in its Netflix popularity instead of like swimming back after missing it. So um, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's so hard because they're releasing like a thing every five days. Right? Exactly. Like there's it's new like, here's shows another coming limited out that series. I'm just like, like, oh ugh. my god, the Godless, the the new one, like the Western. It looks amazing. Like yeah. there's just there's a lot on on right now. So it's just trying to watch all the things is really really hard. Well, it's impossible. You yeah. can't watch all the things, so you have to pick and choose. Exactly. But then you never know which one's gonna be the 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 seminal moment in pop culture that everyone's talking about like stranger things we get because mm-hmm. yeah but even that in the horror community we're moved on sure because yeah we already watched it <laughs> so yeah yeah no exactly so like but, if i wasn't watching it with shannon i would have finished it probably in the weekend that it was out but <clears throat> i'm i'm okay to kind of nurse my way through it so yeah. yeah, I think because I'm sticking with the comedy rules, I have to say, and that's why you're done Westworld, because that makes it three times. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> but instead of dwelling on that, and how we still can't talk about it, I'm going to talk about Planet Earth 2. Okay. The David Attenborough BBC Earth series. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I expect nothing less. It's a David Attenborough BBC Earth series and it's planet earth 2 they're following up probably the greatest nature documentary ever with a sequel exactly so yeah i with better technology yeah yeah right it's the cameras they have are better the visuals are better uh i don't know if i prefer the first one or the second one it's so hard to separate them i think i like the way they broke the first one apart better okay but 
even then, that's me trying to split hairs on yet another amazing nature documentary narrated by David Attenborough. So watch it. If you like nature documentaries, watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's one of those ones I will get. Like, that seems like something I'll be watching at Christmas when I've got some downtime. Just like, I want to take a nap. I'm going to relax myself with the nature documentary and then just pass the hell out. Yep. Nice. It's perfect for that. Yeah. Oh, that's what I used the old Planet Earth when I was in grad school. We'd watch Planet Earth and, like, literally, be, I'd get home and be like, I need a half hour nap before I do my homework. Put on a whatever Planet Earth and just listen. Like, David, Att- David Attenborough has the most soothing voice for sleeping. Yeah. So, yeah. And you get to watch, like, snakes and turtles and yeah. monkeys and stuff. Exactly. So. Sweet. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I definitely will. That's on the radar for sure. I don't feel like there's much more I can say about it. It's a nature. It's a great nature documentary. It's by BBC Earth. You know what it is. Lions if you are know cool. BBC Earth. Or, yeah. 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 They are cool. Right. Um, I'm going from Stranger Things to Strangers on a Train. Woo! Crisscross. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the most recent thing I on my list because I literally watched it last night. Um, <laughs> you sure did. Yeah. I got it after, I think the, f- I had a good idea after the first message, and then the second one I knew for sure. Yeah. It was less subtle than some so, of the other ones I've sent you, but. Uh, it's true. I've been wanting to watch that one for a while, but because I felt like I had to plow through all the, the movies from the 40s on my list, I kind of put that one off because it's 51, I believe. And so. Yeah. I was just like, well, I can't watch it yet. I'll wait. And so I was going through and looking at other things, and I know we have to go down to the 30s. So, And we're doing 30s and then beyond, or are we just doing... For your sake, we'll combine everything 30s back. Okay, cool. So, like, I have a few things, but, they, like, they were two and a half hours. And I was just like, oh, I don't have the time for that. I'm exhausted. It's been a long two weeks. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll go back. And I was like, Strangers on a Train is less than two hours. Perfect. That's yep. what I'm watching. And I loved it. It was so good. Oh, yeah. The guy who plays Bruno is incredible in that movie. He just... I am... I'll look who that is. Um. Yeah. I didn't know... I don't think I knew anybody in that film. Like, it wasn't... There wasn't a, a lot of names that I recognized. Um... If you were to know anyone, it would be uh, Farley Granger who played Guy. Okay, yeah. I, I, and even that, I'm not sure I know his name. but um... Or maybe Leo G. Carroll. He played the senator. Oh, maybe. I, and that might be, like, I don't know the name, but I probably have seen, maybe have seen him in something else. Anyway. Robert Walker. Robert Walker. I knew it was Robert something. He kind of looks like Robert Vaughn, but like a younger version of Robert Vaughn. I was like, oh, maybe that's, I'm like, oh, no, it's, he's too young to be Robert Vaughn there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he also died in 1951. I know. Like, he died yeah. shortly after making that. Of uh, I, I Googled it yesterday because I was very curious. He died of um, complications of uh, prescription drugs. So it might have been a prescription yep. drug overdose, but, like, it had something to do with prescription drugs. Like, oh, that's too bad because I would have loved to have seen what he was capable of beyond that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, for those of you who are listening who don't care about the actors, um, it's about two people who meet on a train, and one is uh, an amateur tennis player who is going into politics. The other one is kind of a like a socialite who is kind of riding on his father's laurels and is kind of like a, a 
lays about and he doesn't really have any yep. aspirations. And so um, the guy Bruno makes a deal with, well, tries to make a deal with the tennis player. He basically it's like the the best way to get away with murder is to have it be a perfect stranger, so that way you have no motive or you have no motive. Um, and so basically he says that I'll kill your wife for you if you kill my father. And the guy kind of goes, ha, 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 yeah, good joke, and then leaves. But then, I mean, this happens pretty early on. The guy's wife ends up being murdered. And so then it's like the suspense of this guy trying to convince the tennis player to kill his father for him. And, like, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, it's yeah, it is. It's Hitchcock, so of course it is. But, like, there's there's a lot to it. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's one of those ones, like, I... I know that title. That title's been kicked around in my head for a while, so I, I am familiar with the title, but just have never gotten to see it. So God bless Turner Classic Movies for having had it a, n- a number of months. Well, I guess, actually, she was talking about how it was um, Oscar. The Oscars were the next night, so it would have been sometime <laughs> back in the new March. year when I PVR'd it and finally got around to watching it. So. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm getting there. Anyway, yeah. Strangers on a Train. Great, great film. Cool. There's also a Treehouse of Horror in the way later seasons that essentially does this. Story. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Bart and Lisa, which doesn't make a lot of sense, I know. But still, Bart and Lisa is the crisscross. Well, I mean, they also played Hamlet and Ophelia, so. Yeah. Nobody out crazies Ophelia. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, that's good to know. I will, uh, I mean later seasons i'm not too sure but that'd be fun to watch that just to see how the simpsons do it well it's still treehouse of horror yeah. if nothing else they're fine yeah and with all these hitchcock movies i've been watching lately the guy is slowly climbing his way into being one of my favorite directors yep he's so he's good an excellent director and i've seen some of it like i had seen some of his stuff but i'm watching more and more and like god damn the guy was a master for sure uh, and because you said that, we'll now be doing our top ten Hitchcock movies at some point. Sweet. Which I'm, I could do it tomorrow, so I'm in. I'm not quite there, but like, I mean, I'm watching. It more won't and be more, long, so yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get you there. Exactly. Cool. Well, if you talked about what you were watching last night, I'll talk about what I was watching last night, okay. and that's Spielberg. Mm-hmm. You kind of explained it Which to me a, in a text message, but for the listeners, what is yeah. Spielberg? It is an HBO documentary on the life and career of Steven Spielberg. Okay. It's two and a half hours long. Wow. It is very thorough. It has excellent interviews with everyone from Spielberg to Richard Dreyfuss to Scorsese, Brian De Palma, George Lucas. Uh, I am missing tons. The okay. list is J.J. Abrams. It's just, it's a mass of people and his producers and it's got behind the scenes footage behind the scenes photos some of his the movies that he shot on an eight millimeter when he was like 15 oh cool um it's and it talks it largely goes film to film with a heavier focus on early rather than late oh interesting so we don't spend as much time on stuff like lincoln or war of the worlds as you do spend on Sugarland Express because that's the first one that really got him the ability to make Jaws. Jaws you spend a ton of time on because sure. that's what made his career yeah. basically. And you spend time with Close Encounters and all of that sort of stuff. They do delve a bit into the flops. They delve 
a little bit into like how Indiana Jones meant so much to him. And like, it was, it was a very, very good doc. Oh, and I, lest I forget, there's also a, a very large section on Schindler's list and oh, Jurassic sure. park. Yeah. Because that was the same year. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was busy that year, eh? He is always busy. Fair. He is always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. He works like crazy. That's why Mr. They Burns even had touched a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I recently rewatched that episode. Nice. It made me very happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was it was a very good documentary. If you like Spielberg's films, obviously that makes a difference. Sure. And it is a bit of a puff piece, obviously, because it is it is a hundred percent behind Spielberg's work. Right. So if you're not into what he's doing, then okay. But I found it really interesting. Nice. And I do like a lot of his movies. Like Jurassic Park is my second favorite film of all time. Right. So yeah. Well, and Jaws is great. And Indiana Jones. Also in my top 10. Yeah. Close Encounters is great. Like he does, he has made some incredible movies. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, I saw that, but I think it was about halfway through. And I know you can rewind things on on some stations, but I also like two and a half hours. Also meant, yeah, I don't have that in me. I need something yeah. that's under two hours tonight. So, yeah, I feel like it's probably on demand on HBO Go, HBO Now, and HBO On Demand. It'll come point. around for sure. It's one of those ones so, that will definitely come back. So I'm not too concerned about having missed it just this once. Yeah, well, although I also mean for our listening audience, right, if they are enough. interested. Yeah. So. That's cool. Spielberg. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I went from Stranger Things to Strangers on a Train to Train Spotting. Okay. T2 Train Spotting. Right. Um It was it was interesting. It didn't it went the way I thought it would, but also didn't go the way I thought it would. When we did our trailer react months and months and months ago to that movie, um right. we we posited some theories and they were kind of accurate, but kind of not. And so it was just interesting to see how Danny Boyle did this film. And okay. the scheming, because, I mean, Sick Boy and Begbie are still, like, 20 years later, still furious at Renton for stealing that money. Right? Oh, okay. And, I'm well, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Like, they were supposed to be partners, then no, yeah. and Renton goes off with the the entire thing, right? So... It was very interesting to see how that went about and just see the relationships and see how things kind of molded and worked themselves out. And it was just, I really enjoyed it. You didn't get as much Kelly McDonald as I was hoping for, but it kind of makes sense as to why not. But it was fun to even go visit that world again. Um, okay. There was a few shots from the, like, because obviously... Tommy died, and so they they go back to the to the Moors to basically like you know almost as an homage to Tommy, and like it was just very interesting and like seeing who comes out on top and seeing where everybody ends at the end of this movie. I I really enjoyed it. I still prefer the original one because there's more to it, but it was still sure. just it's interesting to see how these guys have grown up, if they've grown up, what they're doing now. Yeah, so it's been I I I, I enjoyed it. It was one of those ones that I was glad. I've seen it, and I, having watched the trailer react, or having done the trailer react and going, yes, this is one I'm very excited for, it, I don't think it, it was the best movie, but it still, it, it certainly did not disappoint me. Okay, cool. Yeah. I still have it on my PVR. Mm-hmm. I have not watched it yet. I just, I feel like I need to be in a train spotting frame of mind. 
Yes, that makes sense. But you don't need it's you don't need to brace yourself as much as you did for the first one. If that makes any sense, like that does. Yeah, that's the fair. other one was harder to watch for sure. This one was less hard and okay. more just kind of a catch up on where everybody is. Yeah, I just I know I don't want to I don't want to force it on a day when I'm like I want something light and fluffy. Totally. And we'd be like, I'll watch Train Spotting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. they're still scheming. They're still trying to find ways to make money without having to really make do any work. And, like, it's just so you still have to brace yourself for it. It's just it's not as hard as watching four junkies. No baby. No baby. Cool. They do reference it, though. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, they but should. That's... That was fairly integral to everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's but that's where I'll leave it. But um, yeah, it okay. was it was it was good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Just like I looked forward to seeing another film we did a react to when I saw Kong Skull Island. Nice. Which I still have yet to see. It's fun. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Great. It's not brilliant. It's not the best film of the year. Will it make my top ten? It's got a good shot. Okay. Because I had a very good time watching it. Nice. It delivered what I wanted. I wanted a giant ape. I wanted random tribes people. A little bit of humor. A lot of action. A little bit of gore. It had all of that. Great. Um, Our initial concerns, because I remember we talked, I know you specifically were bringing up when we did our trailer react, that you didn't like the fact that we saw Kong Mm -hmm. in the trailer. And I, I feel... No shame in saying, especially because it is out, like, it's rentable now, it's Mm -hmm. on demand, so anyone can really see it. Uh, Before the opening title sequence, you see King Kong. So, there's there's no mystery about King Kong. Right. He's there. Great. But what the mystery kind of is, is the monsters that are also on Skull Island, because this takes more off of... The original King Kong, where he's, like, fighting, there's giant spiders, and there's dinosaur sort of things, and that sort of stuff, in the original, right? Sure, yeah. So, this is playing more on the idea that this crazy island has more monsters than just King Kong. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, like, it... It's flashy. It's big budget. The acting's great. John C. Riley is a great addition to it. Nice. Who I don't even think was in the trailers, but I, I don't know if I delightful. remember him at all. Yeah, like as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah. really? Okay, cool. Yeah, he's he's delightful in it, and the way they tie it all together. No, it's it is a lot of fun. Nice. This is kind of the style of fun that if you enjoyed Godzilla from the last couple mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. You'll probably enjoy something like this as well. It's Great. flashy. It's an, it's a popcorn movie. Nice. Cool. I do think this is better than that Godzilla okay. for what that's worth. Because I enjoyed that so, Godzilla, but... Me too. But I think as a film, Kong Skull Island is better. Okay. Cool. Uh, and that shot we loved of the dragonfly and the helicopter yeah. is super early as well. So nice. it's not spoiled. Like, it doesn't spoil anything awesome. in those trailers. It was really nice. Fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, that is Kong Skull Island. All right. Uh, hey, Sean, I just want you to know that as of our recording this, we have a month left in the year, and I have seen enough movies this year to do a top ten and have extras. Ooh, look at you yeah. go. Yeah. It's been a big year for me. <laughs> Moving somewhere where I have shit all to do has helped, but... Yes, yes, it has. Anyway... 
Um, and I say that because my last two, actually my last three, if you include train spotting, are all from this year. Uh-huh. I I saw Pearl Jam Let's Play Two, and yes, I know <laughs> it's a it's another Pearl Jam thing in this podcast. Are you at all surprised? No. Yeah. But it's a documentary, basically. So they've had like live DVDs of live at Madison Square Garden and and live in Imagine and Cornice, which is kind of a, uh, a documenting their tour in in Italy. This one is actually about uh, back to back nights that they played in Wrigley Field last year. Okay. But it also runs in tandem with the Cubs winning the World Series last year because Ed is a massive. Um, uh, Cubs fan. Cubs fan. And so in 2013, they played Wrigley Field and they had a massive lightning storm that came through and they actually had to postpone the show for two hours. And so it was just like kind of talked about all that. And so you got to see parts of like you got to see full songs of Pearl Jam, but it was interviews with the band and interviews with people around the neighborhood who who are familiar with the band. And then like you got to see clips of the Cubs winning the World Series and just kind of all the things that came together all in the same year and just um, so I mean as as a straight up Pearl Jam fan I liked it as a straight up baseball fan I liked it but as I, the fact that I like both it was really good I really enjoyed that that movie I know there's some Pearl Jam fans who don't care about baseball so like yeah whatever I didn't I didn't care for it too much but I having loved both and just knowing how much of a fan of the Cubs Ed is it was really cool to see that and like being able to see his reaction with Theo Epstein when they won the the World Series and it was a pretty cool pretty cool thing to see so um, I'm not saying that you should go watch it because I don't think you'll really care that much but I thoroughly enjoyed it oh fair enough yeah that's what matters right you're a baseball fan and a Pearl Jam fan so if you dug it yeah great it was I yeah um, I went to the theater and there was about 10 of us there but it was like every single person here is clearly a Pearl Jam fan because I don't think anybody else would just be like oh there's a Pearl Jam movie like you had to actively seek it out so I was pretty pumped that it yeah. was A playing in Lethbridge and B that I actually was able to figure out what night it was happening nice so yeah Pearl Jam let's play two that's my number five cool my final thing in watching mm-hmm. holy crap we're gonna be under two hours on what we're up to yep is Brace Yourself Mm -hmm. a zombie movie. Wait, what? It's a zombie movie that I can recommend. Okay. And it's from 2015. So it's a new zombie movie. New-ish. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, 2015 in Japan. Okay. But it came out in 2016 in theaters and stuff. So it's a very new movie. It's called I Am a Hero. Interesting. Okay. It is based on a manga series which i have read all of it is entirely translated so i finished this one (laughs) it's about a manga assistant so it's a a guy who works on someone else's books as an artist okay so filling in doing background drawing and that sort of stuff or doing copies and that sort of thing right um so it's kind of a dead-end job as he's trying to get his own series started right but what makes him interesting in a zombie apocalypse is the gun laws in Japan are insane. Super strict, yeah. Very strict. He is a hobbyist target shooter. So he actually owns a gun. Okay. He is the only one in the movie who has a gun. Oh. At all. 
So the entire thing is about... Most of it is about how he's this kind of normal, schlubby guy who never really achieved anything. Mm -hmm. And how he is slowly finding his confidence and himself through the zombie apocalypse by protecting essentially a, a girl. Okay. So it's it's a zombie movie. It's super gory. You'll get more out of it if you've read the books, but I don't think you've you'd need to because it okay. is it's good enough that it it doesn't need that background. They do the outbreak. So you're you're not like jumping into the middle where there's some crazy stuff at a colony or something. Right. Like if you started Walking Dead now, or yeah, it's, yeah, it's not that crazy, right? Because it is over 20 volumes, so like 3,000 pages of comic. Jesus. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's really good. Hmm. And it's where did you gory, find this? It's gory. Honestly? Yeah. YouTube. Really? You, you can watch the full thing on YouTube with English subtitles at a fairly decent quality. Cool. It did not get a release over here. Huh. The last time I watched an entire movie on YouTube was Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> Still the best part of that movie. But yeah, totally. no, you can't. So you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, I have actually watched it twice this year now. So I thought I should really talk about it. Yeah. Because... That's super rare. It's not as good as Train to Busan, but that's okay. the company it keeps. I, I, I was going to ask about that, because when you said a, a Asian zombie movie, I, that was immediately where I went. So that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's so it's so weird. And again, because I've read the books, I'm like, oh, I know what's coming. Oh, I know what this is. And oh, I know where this is going after the movie ends. Like, yeah, I know where this is going. But right. you don't need any of that. You'll still get to enjoy the weird if you go on the dark half which is mm -hmm. my horror thing on instagram plug, plug, plug. you can see one of plug 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 you can see one of the zombies i put up a video of one of the zombies yesterday oh cool okay yeah uh but i had saved one of the best zombies for people to watch it because from what i can tell in the horror community i am one of like eight people on instagram who has seen this movie is that right hey <laughs> yeah hmm. okay so I definitely recommend it if you're looking for a fun, gory, not super jump scary because it's Japan. They're not really down for jump scares. It's sure. more of a tension, atmosphere, gore, action thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I am a hero. All right. Cool. Uh, the last thing on my list is Long Time Running, another documentary about another one of my favorite bands, which I happened to see within a week of the other documentary about my favorite band. <laughs> Um, it just kind of happened to work out that way. So Long Time Running is a documentary chronicling the Tragically Hip's last Canadian tour. Um, oh, I've seen that advertised for, like, Crave or something? Uh, you might have seen it advertised, uh, I don't know, maybe on Crave, but, uh, like, watching football and stuff, because it was on CTV a couple times. Oh, okay, um, I think they're, they've started to advertise it for Crave. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, cool. Um... So, yeah, basically, like, because uh, Gord Downey passed away about a month ago from terminal yeah. brain cancer. Yeah. And so he found out roughly two years ago that he had brain Who cancer. And 
Kyle Downey shook. is the lead singer of oh, the Tragically Hip. Sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, thank you for all of our American don't fans. A, don't assume. Don't necessarily <laughs> know. Yeah, lead singer of the Tragically Hip. I uh, was diagnosed with uh, a rare terminal brain cancer, and they they weren't sure what to do with it, and like they they operated. I, I can't remember everything that happened. Anyway, everybody found out kind of in the in the spring. They announced it and announced uh, a final tour. Well, at that point, they weren't sure it was going to be a final tour, but everybody kind of had a feeling that it was. And so yeah. this documentary kind of chronicles the press re- the press announcement to the final show in Kingston, which is their hometown. And just hearing the interviews and he- seeing him go through, like what he went through, like he could barely remember lyrics when they were in rehearsal. And... You know, he had a teleprompter and he felt bad about the fact that he had a teleprompter or six teleprompters on stage to remember his lyrics. But it's like, dude, you've got brain cancer and you're out here every night, every night singing. People would give you the benefit. of People would give you a break. And it was just it was oh, yeah. so nice to see, but hard to watch. And I bawled through the movie because I love the hip. And like I was at the show in Calgary, their last ever show in Calgary. And like. I had such an emotional attachment to that band and still do. And so it was a really, really well done documentary. I think it was a better done documentary than Let's Play 2, which is why I saved it ah, for last. Um, fair. It was, it was really, really good. And so it's been on – it's on my PVR. Like I, I PVR'd the, the C, when they played it on CTV just so that way I have it. And I know that when I watch it not in the theaters, I'll probably be even more – cry because I'm not trying to hold it in with other people around me. It'll just be like the, the waterworks will happen. Like it's especially since Gord has died since I've seen it. So, yeah. Um, uh, I, I suggest you, you take your sports illustrated t-shirt, you put it on, you get scout in there with you because it's big enough. Yeah. <laughs> and you get yourself a bucket of chicken and you just watch it. That sounds like some chicken night. for scout. Yeah. Some chicken for you. Everything works out for the best. There you go. Yeah. And your dog is right there to lick the tears off your face. Mmm. Perfect. She's <laughs> good at, at that, I guess. Uh, yeah, so long time running. Great documentary. Will definitely make my list of top ten movies of the year. I don't know cool. where yet, but it's for sure going to be in there. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Sean, we came in under two hours. We sure did. But we, ha- uh, but we haven't done the ending yet, so let's let's go. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron, that's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord, that's Sean with a U, and we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at The Guys From, or make a South Park RPG. And I guess you can only really do that if you're the creators of South Park, in which case, hi, Trey and Matt. Anyway, if you do find a way to make a South Park DVD, either with their consent or you just make one because you're a rogue, um, I guarantee that either Sean or I, but probably mostly Sean, will play it. Lace your questions somewhere in the game as part of a challenge, and I figure Sean will love that, and there's, uh, Sean will love that there's one in there, and so he'll have to answer it on the podcast. So do that. Yeah. Again, still easier than tweeting it, Dave. Totally. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us spread the podcast just like a zombie virus is to leave us nice. a rating and a review 
on Apple Podcasts. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, as I mentioned, Player FM, Podbean, Stitcher, you name it, we're probably there. If we're not, let me know and I will fix that. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Tis the season for Christmas shows. Regardless of where you live, I would expect that some local theater company is doing something of the Christmas variety. So go out, find a show that you might enjoy, and support your local theater, and go see something to put you in the Christmas spirit. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this under-two-hour podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every weekday. Throwback tracks on Thursday. Movies, movie lists. I did a TCM list. Essentially what I do for Dave when I let him know when stuff's coming. There are classic movie recommendations on the website now as well, plus The Simpsons and a whole bunch of other stuff too. Man, it's getting so thorough. Where can we find that again? www.theguysfrom.com Oh yeah, I should go there someday. (laughs) You really should. It's quite good. (laughs) For more horror goodness, I already mentioned it when I was talking about I Am a Hero, but I am doing some horror specific, it's mostly horror, so I'm not going to fight it, mostly horror stuff on Instagram at thedarkhalf, that's T-H-E underscore dark half, spelled exactly the way you think it should be spelled. And also, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and I am positive that nobody listening has watched, played, listened to, and read everything we've talked about, so pick something that sounded up your alley and check it out. There you go. Special thanks to The Sweets for our wonderful opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called... That's wrong. Today's ad music called... Roland at Five. <laughs> I copied it but then forgot to paste it because I had to respond to your raisins thing. oh this has been episode 196 of the guys from podcast we're getting through it thanks for listening once again i'm sean and i'm dave have a great week everybody the guys from podcast is brought to you in part by nothing nothing but two asian zombie movies in the last like year released that have been really good it's it's weird to me because There's such a drought for so long on zombie movies, but here we are. Here we are. In December, talking about zombies. Zombies.